Listening Dog Media. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And our guests this week are the lovely Claire and James from Midlife Mentors. Hello. Hello. Hello there. It's so exciting to be here. Thanks so much for having us on. The big day is almost here and Swan have some incredible gift ideas for your loved ones. You can check out their Christmas gift guide over on their website right now for 20% off Swan's gorgeous products. Head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Oh, it's great to have FOMO already because um, you're in Marbella. Uh, we're not. <laughs> the FOMO's begun straight away. Midlife FOMO. Cut it, cut, it, cut it here. No, we uh, we moved over a week ago, didn't we? So we were in London, like Primrose Hill area, and then decided to up sticks because we haven't got any outside space at all in London. So um, we decided to... Lola, our dog, by the way, has just decided to start squeaking her toy. Oh, oh of course. Don't worry. We have the... We have delivery men knocking on the door, dogs barking. Don't worry about things. Keeping it real. It's the way we roll with hot mess mums, you see. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, that's a great start to midlife, isn't it? Just getting away, just getting away and living in the sun. That's all part of it, isn't it? (laughs) I know, you've got to keep those vitamin D levels topped up. (laughs) Yes. No, we are really blessed. We're really, really blessed. And I think we chose Marbella because we used to, you're going to hate us even more now. So we used to live in a beef bar running retreat. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we've talked about this, haven't we, Kelly? Yes. So we used to live in Ibiza um, running retreats from like 2012, but obviously with what happened at the beginning of last year, um, retreats fell off a cliff. So we decided to leave Ibiza and move to Marbella, where we also used to run retreats as well. We haven't really run them, well, we haven't run them here since uh, the beginning of 2000 and. When did it all happen? 2020. It all seems a bit of a blur, doesn't it? Tell us, so for people that don't know about you guys and the Midlife Mentors, tell us about you, how it started and, and what you do and who you help. Well, yeah, I suppose, well, where it really starts is like about 
10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, um, I started to jack in the old corporate careers, move to Ibiza and start running fitness retreats. Uh, and really, my background was I'd, I'd experienced the other side of Ibiza when I was younger. I used to work for Ministry of Sound. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, many summers over there with um, out all night and sleeping all day. But I wanted to turn it on its head. So I knew it was a beautiful island with a lot to offer. So the idea was to bring people out, put them in nature, and do, do the fitness side, but also work on the mindset, the coaching as well. So my background originally was, was psychology, clear, it was like stress management. Um, and from there, it grew and grew. But we started noticing that our clientele was, was kind of like late 30s onwards. And we're seeing like similar kinds of symptoms, issues presenting. And obviously being the age we are ourselves, um, speaking to friends as well, like so many of them are like, well, this is just it. It's the beginning of the end here. You know, I just accept it all, the kind of like gradual decline. And we're like, no, no, it doesn't have to be this way. So we're inspired to actually go out, research more about, you know, the, the mindset, the science behind what's going on with your hormones, what's going on with your body physiologically, and start constructing like a program to help people like come through, embrace the second act with joy and be happy and healthy. So we launched our own podcast about two years ago just over. and then from there created our program and it's just grown from there basically what's your podcast called midlife mentors okay nice yeah yeah it was just us going on and being you know being silly but sharing information about kind of mind body and soul so it wasn't just like the fitness stuff or the nutrition it was the mindset stuff which is actually like jane said where our background started really and it's interesting, you know, you say, James, about the, like the next chapter or uh, the next half of your life. You know, it is a, you know, I'm sort of coming up to my mid-50s now. Um, but I, I'm forever telling people it's so exciting because, you know, you've done, you've done the graft um, and you've, you've given yourself to so many people in so many ways. Uh, and it's your turn. That's what I think of the next bit. Um, so, you know, bring it on. But, you know, there is this, this mentality, isn't there, that, oh, right, you know, it's not, that's it now. I'm written off. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it, it's not a positive thing. It's, um, and it's something that I think, you know, people like you are definitely, you know, helping with now. because And especially for men as well, because I think at the moment we're all obsessed. Not obsessed, but the whole menopause thing's be, become quite a huge thing now, isn't it? It's all talked about. It's all about women in their midlife, having their midlife crisis. And women, you know, what happens once, you know, you can't make babies anymore, but you've got, you know, your kids are grown up, etc. But it, it's, you know, men are going through something as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, I think it, it's great that it's being talked about more for women, definitely. Yes. Right? We have to yeah. get more awareness out there. Uh, I mean, just before this, I was actually sat on a big corporate workshop. It was actually part of their workplace thing that had a whole menopause workshop with loads oh, of experts, yeah. which was just, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really important to talk about what's going on for men as well, because theirs isn't, isn't as perhaps pronounced as it is for females, and it's kind of happening more gradually. But similar kind of thing, you know, men are basically losing their testosterone from their mid-20s onwards, it's in decline. Yeah. By the time we're in our 50s, it could be like 30 to 50% lower, which means, of course, we've got a loss of muscle mass, loss of strength, we're losing our libido, we're losing our confidence, we're losing our energy, we've got the same kind of like brain fog, confusion, trouble focusing. And for many men, they tend to be like, define themselves, their self-identity in terms of these masculine characteristics. And a common thing I hear from male clients is like, you know, I just feel like, my body and my mind are letting me down a bit. I'm not myself. I don't know what's going on because they're not aware of these hormonal changes that are driving everything. So I think we need to start having a conversation. So the other thing is um, men tend not to be as good at opening up. They, they tend to be 
not as good at having support networks. Women are great kind of social networkers. Men outside of work don't want to tend to open up about very personal things. And we need to start having those conversations and being more vulnerable and open so we can bring some compassion to it and understand it. And from there, you know, we can start to address it and go, okay, now what are the lifestyle tweaks I can make? Start, you know, supporting what I'm going through, uh, yeah. embracing the second act with like joy and happiness because it is another opportunity to kind of redefine yourself with the knowledge and experience you've, you've got from your life already gone. I'm into that. <laughs> I know, I was, right, I was like, has he finished? Yeah. Okay. No, but it's good because, you know, you're talking about the hormones and everything. Else. You know, women, we're constantly assessing our hormones and constantly assessing how, well, more than most, uh, how we feel and, you know, checking in. But it's something that guys tend to neglect, um, you know, because life gets in the way, doesn't it? And it's only till later on when actually all the stuff's happening that's making you feel not yourself. Um, that's the time really to, to check in with yourself. And I think that's the, the, the place to start, isn't it? Ask yourself, how are you? Exactly, yeah. check, in, check in with yourself. Yeah. What's going on for me? I also think like the relationship side of it, you know, we see a lot of this in the, co- the coaching that we do. We see like a lot of miscommunication or yeah, a complete lack of it actually between the male and the female in a relationship saying, you know, how are you feeling? What's going on for you? There's so many assumptions that are being made. Yeah. Emotions are running so high and you and we're projecting a lot of our stuff as well. So we're presuming we're projecting a lot of stuff and like just bringing some awareness and compassion to both sides for what's going on. The pressures just being at midlife anyway are huge. Mm. But physiologically, what's happening hormonally no not many people understand that and how it's impacting their mood anxiety depression yeah libido well you and you've been talking about that a lot of the posts that you've done recently are about intimacy at at the midlife stage and and I think I found it really interesting because I think for a lot of a lot of parents actually um you're wading through the day-to-day of it all the time so you're a bit like a tag team you know one's does is good at one area of so many things and the other's taking care of all that and what happens is you don't take care of each other the same way at all you just expect the other one to be doing their job and ticking that box you're ticking your box with the kids you're a bit like a you know you're just treading water and it's really hard to find the time to take that time out for each other I think and sort of ask each other what you need and, and what you want you know I mean I, I definitely feel like that with Chris you know we I'm very blessed I have a very happy marriage but god do I wish I had him to myself more yeah I do but you know I've got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old it's never going to happen right now so is that something you see a lot of with couples with kids you know at sort of midlife yeah, I think they've, they've lost the ability to give themselves permission to prioritise themselves and their relationship. They actually, it's just not even on their minds to like give themselves permission to do that. So yeah, 100% we see that all the time. And there's, there's also what we see as well is quite a lot of shame and guilt you know, it seems like you've worked so hard to get to this point and from the outside it might look like things are really perfect. So this is a real underlying thing as well, like the sense of shame that you haven't got it all figured out and actually you're not very happy. Um, and actually saying that out loud can be quite a bold step for a lot of people um, because they're afraid that it's going to make everything fall apart, but actually it can make everything come together. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, isn't it? You know, because we hear a lot about how people like to brag. They love to say, you know, that um, their sex life's booming when they're like, had kids and they've been together a long time. And, you know, I mean, I hear, I have... Do you have sex when you have kids? <laughs> I don't know. I've got a friend, she's only 32, and she was telling me that one of her friends who's got like three kids is forever when they all go out going on about how they do it every night. And she went... Yes, lying. Well, this is what she said. She went, I feel like a failure. Like, it's the last thing on my mind. All I want to do is put my PJs on, go to bed. She was like, what is... And I said, hey, hang on a minute. I said, I've got 10 years on you. And I can tell you, your friend's just... It's a lie. There's nobody out there with three kids that feels like that about their husband. When you've been together a long time, you've seen it all, know it all. You can work out the moves before they even do it. You've got to be in the right frame of mind, haven't you? Let's be honest about But people don't want to talk about it because they think, you know, you should be ashamed. It makes you look like you're unhappy. I'm not unhappy. I love my husband. But, you know, there's that thing, isn't there? You know what's coming and and it is really difficult and I think if we do we are more honest about that perhaps then we do look at ways where we can improve that because it's an important part of a relationship yeah there's a silver lot everyone kind of sugarcoats everything all the time these days especially on social media Mm -hmm. and I just think there's a real need for everyone to just be really real really honest and just say it how it is yes I love what you've just said because, like you said, Jenny, it is bullshit. I can't, I it is. It's terrible. It's just, oh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we had a date weekend and it was about two months ago now, or a bit more than that. I think it was August. Who did you have it with? <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> well, uh, I know who I'd like to have it with, but, you know, they're famous and out of my reach. But so Chris and I went off to Stratford and we had the best time ever. And while we were there, we and it was so, I was so romantic. We felt like we were dating again, you know, Everything was really perfect. And we said, right, we know we can't get these weekends in all the time, but what we're going to do is every Friday, because he works from home on a Friday, every Friday afternoon, we're going to go upstairs, we're going to have some us time, we're going to buy some his and her robes, we're going to make a cocktail, we're going to have a shower together. (laughs) And we had all this planned. We've done nothing. Since we got back, that has not happened at all. And we keep nudging each other going, we've still not started our our Friday time yet. It is, it's so difficult to, because by the time he's turned off his laptop at lunchtime, it's time to walk the dogs, go pick up the kids. I can't be asked. Yeah. It's not <laughs> happened. But this is... This is brilliant. I'm so enjoying this particular episode. It's all coming out. Well, he won't be enjoying it. But I just think, if he listens to this, but I just think it's so good to be real about it because there's just too much bullshit with everyone going, look at us, we're just this perfect couple. Nobody is, you know. And and you... I take people to feel like that about us. We always say there's... I hate people to look at us and go, oh, they've got it all figured out. It's all perfect. They've had no problems. Mm-hmm. And that's why we talk about some of the stuff. You know, we're doing a relationship workshop next uh, this this Wednesday, and we're gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm writing it out. I'm already explaining. James doesn't really know how raw and real I'm really going to be. He's just going to show up <laughs> and go. What she just said. So many times he sits there going. <laughs> so you know, with uh, what what are the sort of main things that people need help with when they approach you? Then is it is it mainly relationships or is it just you know they've got a, they want a huge they want to make a big big change in their lives but they don't know what it is um, yet or what what's the main sort of thing that people come to you about? It tends to be they're just kind of becoming aware that 
they've lost themselves a bit. They've lost their mm-hmm. self, sense of self-identity. Normally, that's related to uh, the physical side, you know, yes. midlife, weight gain, the wine waste. They're just, especially after lockdown as well, when people are you know, trapped at home and just, you know, moving from the sofa to the fridge and back again. Uh, they're just not feeling happy. And of course, it starts to play out. If you're not feeling happy with how, how you look and feel, that's going to start to, like, push into other areas of your life, like your confidence, your relationship. So... People come with this kind of like, not really happy, not unhappy, but not happy. And I just feel like I need to be doing something to move me forward. Um, which is why yeah, there's a physical component to what we do. There's movement and there's you know, sensible nutrition, but there's also all the mindset side as well. So what we say is, it's so tempting for people to focus on what we call the, the external, you know, just yeah. like, oh, I'll solve the problem by doing a diet for four weeks that will lose me loads of weight really fast. I mean, great, you make yourself miserable doing it. Yeah. You lose weight, you actually probably lose your muscle mass, so your metabolism slows down even more, you rebound, and all you did was make yourself miserable. So it's about working on the internal as well, you know, like what's my emotional why? Why do I really want this change in my life? Yeah. What are my limiting beliefs that I want to shift? Like, like who do I want to become? What's my new self-identity that I want to step into for this second act? The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Not long to go now. For those last minute presents, check out Swan's Christmas gift guide. They've got great gift ideas on there, including their retro mixer, Nordic pump espresso coffee machine, and the Swan bread maker. Help to give your loved ones home a kitchen makeover with Swan's stunning products. Get 20% off if you head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Celebrating 90 years of magic moments. It's so true because I think I feel like one chapter ends when you sort of hit 40 and on. You know, I, so I turned 40 a few weeks ago, and up until that point, and Jen knows this, that for the whole sort of year coming, I've absolutely dreaded it and I've I've really struggled with it. I've had re- really bad meltdowns with it because I just I didn't want to be 40, I want to be 25. So I've just I've just had so my husband was like, what you know, what? What do you want for your birthday and I remember just screaming at him saying I just don't want to be 40 and he was like okay I'm taking you to Ibiza like we're going away for you so he took us all off for my birthday and sport me rotten it was lovely I actually feel different now because I feel like well nothing's I'm still the same person and I'm kind of working through the stuff that was bothering me but it does feel like it's like you cut off from one part mm. and you're entering a new chapter so, I mean, I guess for a lot of people as well, you sort of ask yourself, well, what, what do you want out of that chapter and how do you get it? It's, it's almost like being reborn in some way. It sounds a bit silly, but... No, it is. It is. It is. I think people get to this stage and they, they have all their things gathered around them. They have all the things that they've been achieving yeah. and security around them and they have all these, these things mm. and their status and their position in their group of friends and all this... And then I truly believe when I, when I hit 40, when I hit that point, and I see this all the time, everyone's like, hang on a minute. Do I want all of this exactly the same for the next two years, five years, 10 years? I mean, it's a real epiphany moment, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. where you are looking at the next act of your life going, yeah. okay, what do I want to, to do? Who do I want to be? What makes me feel fulfilled? Like, what's the highest vision I have for myself? And that happens at 40, I think. It's- I think it's a really great time, actually, because, like, you know, we go through this change when we hit puberty and we hit our 20s, we've got all that, like, 
energy and youth, but no experience behind it. Mm, When you hit your 40s, you've got all this wisdom of your experience and you know yourself, you know, uh, and you're not, you can drop all the insecurities. Then when you're in your twenties, you're out putting on a face and being like, yeah, everything's really good, but you feel racked with like insecurities of left, right, center. Something in your forties, you can kind of like wash most of those away, do work on them and actually, yeah, just go forward so much more powerfully. Is that, it's really interesting just to sort of tie in with the fact, you know, that we've got a lot of mums listening because I was a mum or I became a mum first in my 30s and then I became a mum when I was in my 40s. And, you know, so it was kind of like a clash of that feeling of, oh, this is a new chapter. But then I was going back to being a mum again with a newborn, you know. Uh, so second time around in my 40s, I was a different kind of mum. Um and most people say, oh, yeah, well, you were an older mum, you were a more knackered mum. But I wasn't because I knew all the shortcuts and I knew what to expect. So then, and I could preempt to think, right, okay, well, I know what's coming. So it, therefore, I'm going to do that. You I know? love that. Yeah. So you can use that if you like because, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't go through all that for nothing. No, that was really cool. Midlife yeah. mentors are now using yeah. it. <laughs> but it's even like the little things like, yeah, don't go on that WhatsApp or, you know, don't feel guilty about that, you know, and if I'm going to be good for the baby or, you know, the toddler, in, like toddlers in your 40s, is it's a nightmare, to be honest. Don't worry, everyone, if you're feeling that way, it's fine. You're just human. Um, but, you know, in my 30s, I'd be sort of running myself ragged, yeah. Yeah. you know, because I thought I just had to just achieve, achieve, achieve and be like super mum. Yeah. There's no such thing as a super mum, everyone. Just do the best you can, you know. So it's interesting because you can... You know, when you come to this later stage, uh, well, not this later stage, the next chapter, be it with children or not with children, um, it's uh, it's experience that counts. Yeah. You know? And being more um, comfortable as well in your own skin, isn't it, I think? Because when I met you, that's that's one of my first things that I remember about Jenny was that she was so comfortable with who she was and she talked about that you know she wasn't trying to be anything for anyone else anymore and she wasn't a yes person anymore and I think that comes with experience yes. and it's a I mean no place. I mean yes no, no, yeah. I'm a no, but, no. But, you, but you always say that to me you know no you, know, don't, yeah, yeah. you, you care less because I think 20s and 30s you as a mum for me, but as women without kids as well, you spend a lot of time being what you think everyone else wants you to be, being what social media, society tells you you should be or you should look like or you should wear. Um, And then I think you come to a place where you start to like you and think, actually, no, I'm different, I'm me. And that's a nice place. But I imagine there are some clients you get um, at midlife that haven't quite hit that and maybe need that help to get that confidence yeah, I mean, we've we've had it recently. You, if everyone approaches our program differently, but one lady particularly has found it really, really hard to prioritise herself. And she's like, I can't find time. I can't find time. And I'm like, you don't find time. You make time. Yeah. Um, and for the things that are important to you. And if you're not finding making time for the things that are important to you, you've got to ask yourself why. And what kind of belief system is underlying that? And most, it's absolute people-pleasing syndrome, yeah. you know, pleasing everyone else, saying yes to everyone else. And every time you say yes to someone else, you're saying no to yourself. Um, and here's the thing, only you can, we can create accountability and coach people through that. But at the end of the day, it's, it, they need to be ready to take responsibility 
for how their life plays out. Like that's mm. that's only with us that we take responsibility for that. We can help people and give them the tools, but yeah. Do you think for women it's something that's sort of started off when they're very young in childhood, yeah. or do you think it's when they become a mum? You know, where does that thing come from? Because men don't do it, do they? Like with, I'll notice if there's something and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. And I get myself so strong. My husband will be like, don't do it. Yeah, he just looks at me going, he's like, why are you getting in such a flap about this? I don't believe men, I don't know what you think, James, and please tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe men suffer from it the same way women do. So I'm interested to think, see where you guys think it comes from. I think they do, but it's probably to a lesser extent in a, in a different context, you know. I, I, and probably less is like, I think for both men and women, as we get older, we get much better. We know ourselves more. We get better at setting our boundaries. But right. you know, I certainly remember being dragged astray. You know, you want you want a night out with a gang of, of boys and they're like, oh, yeah, another pint shots. And you're just like, oh, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. But you can't, you can't say no. And you just, you just kind of like go along with it at the time it's funny you say that though kelly because we we did a podcast on this about people pleasing and i would say i've seen james evolve massively on this front but he's he's been more of a a client pleaser so there's degrees of who you're uh, people pleasing i try i i um i think i'm better at it now much better at it now about boundary setting but you know i for friendship groups i was always like yeah yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll, I'll yeah. organise this, I'll organise that. But with clients, I've always been quite, in a work scenario, I've always been quite, boom, yeah. that's it, that's my boundary, that's my barrier. Whereas James, I hope you don't mind me saying this, didn't find that as easy uh, with clients and work and the yeah the work environment as I do. It's, so it's, we probably rushed off, rubbed off on each other. It's difficult well. when it's your own business though, isn't it? So one of my friends is a PT and he's really passionate about helping his clients. It's everything to him. And what happens is everyone's messaging him all the time, even on his days off, on his weekends, everything. And, it, and yeah. he'll say to me, I've you know, I've had to go for a, like, on his day off, I'm, I'm going for a walk, I'm going to so-and-so, because um, I've just had to say to everyone, I'm not I'm not around for an hour. Because he's so, he cares so much, and it's his business, so he doesn't want to lose it. But that's really difficult, because there are a lot of parents out there who are running their own businesses as well. I run my own, you know, Jenny's her own business. We're all doing our own things. Um, and yeah, you, you kind of feel like you have to, don't you, with people? Yeah, I do to an extent. I think it's um, you know, what I've learned is like setting expectations with people about mm. when you can and you can't be reached. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you have a do not disturb oh, sign that. that just <laughs> email it he to them? To me. He does it to me. Do not disturb. <laughs> and um, yeah, protecting your own energy as well. Because I often say to clients, it's like you know, you can't give from an empty vessel. It comes back to thing before. People don't prioritize themselves. Unfortunately, we live in a culture where. We're taught like being selfish is bad, and of course it has many negative aspects. But as a result of that, many people are just like, oh, I have to look after everyone else first. And we see people just like so frazzled, mums in particular. Mm. They're trying to juggle a career, kids, and they're just like haywire. A sex and, life. Like, yeah. A sex yeah. life. <laughs> and it's not yeah. like, like ignoring everyone else, but it's just like actually just building in that little bit of time to prioritize yourself because, you know, you cannot give from an empty vessel. If you end up just, just burning out completely, you are not going to be able to help anyone. 
not even yourself, let alone the people who are relying on you. So yeah. it's really important. It's so true. I've had a right royal epiphany with this chat. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. But no, because it's all happening now. Like I would never, I mean, this is a bit indulgent really. It's first worlder, but I would never like go to a spa. I'm like, I'm not, I haven't got time. You know, I can't do that. I've got too much to do. I can't be that indulgent. I can't go and sit in a steam room. I can't go and sit, pay to sweat and then go and loll about. I took three nights and I did it right. I was only supposed to take two and I took three and I did it on purpose. I thought I have to. Now I'm here. This is doing me good. Why am I stopping it if I don't have to? And it was a massive thing to add on an extra night. And I thought, how pathetic is that? Mm-hmm. And it checked me and it meant my performance, performance sounds like it's a job. Oh, it is. As a parent at work, miles better when I came back. Yeah, there you uh, go. And then, you know, then you've got to make that promise to yourself that you're going to keep doing those things. Yeah. You know, well, I always think, gonna... yeah, yeah, I always exactly. think like the energy of our business, if I, I, I I'm quite believe in all this kind of like energy stuff and yeah if my energy isn't as aligned as it could be I just don't show up for I don't show up as well the business actually doesn't flow if I'm not in no. flow if I'm not in flow with myself the business doesn't flow the prosperity doesn't flow the right people in our world right. the opportunities all of that yeah. sort of stuff so that's why I, I I love that you did that Jenny because I took myself off we run retreats I haven't done yeah. a retreat for 10 years, I've posted them. I took myself off to a retreat at the end of August in Scotland. Yeah. And it was a shamanic retreat. It was amazing. And I came back so aligned with myself and so right. grounded and so connected with yeah. my femininity, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the opposite to the one that strives, 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 puts everyone first. Very masculine. So I kind of stepped back into this feminine kind of much softer vibe and yeah. then just happened and then and that means even presumably like in your relationship as yeah. well like even yeah. things like that where you say actually because i feel feminine because i feel like a woman but you know the romance comes back a bit and you might yeah. actually have sex oh it's been so lovely chatting to you both it has, yeah. i think you know our our mums will take so much from some of the you know all of the things that we've discussed really because it's so relatable and our dads as well i think it's really good that we've mm. touched on the whole thing with guys too i think that's important um there's so much interesting stuff there with you both and we're loving your posts on instagram and and what you're doing as well to so keeping it real at the same time claire i think it's really important so Thank you. Mm. I hope I always can. Loving that. Uh, but we just honestly loved being on here. It's been such a pleasure to speak to you both. Thank you so much for all your support. It's a pleasure. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Designed for life. Thanks to Swan for sponsoring this episode. You can check out their Christmas gift guide over on their website right now. Get 20% off if you head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. Hot Mess Mums 20.